Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the Deshaun Watson story. I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now that the Saints have put their hat into the race uh, to acquire quarterback Deshaun Watson. Now, if you've been following individuals on social media, as I have, uh, you know that this is a very touchy subject to some individuals out there. I mean, this is uh, a subject that has really divided the Huda Nation. You have some people out there that feels like uh, by signing Deshaun Watson, it would alienate some of the Saints fan base. Uh, some people feel like, uh, well, the guy you know, went to court, they didn't find any evidence on him. So, you know, he should uh, be able to go out and play. I mean, it is a very, very touchy subject. I mean, especially when we're talking about uh, sexual assault, sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, it's always a touchy subject because, and and and, and honestly, who that nation, I can completely understand that. I understand uh, from a woman's standpoint uh, how women for years, feel like they've been crying in the wilderness. They haven't gotten uh, the opportunity to really speak up because they feel like this is a male-dominated world and uh, nobody really cares about the the feelings and the views of a woman. I said this on the last show. I'm not here to try to change anybody's mind about how they feel about Deshaun Watson. Uh, I personally believe that Deshaun Watson deserves to play in the National Football League has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he will be playing for the Saints. I would be saying that if he didn't play for the Saints. You know, this has absolutely nothing to do with him playing for the New Orleans Saints. I don't care that much. Me personally, I don't feel like the New Orleans Saints are in a bad as a bad a position as people make them out to be. Now, I understand that this is a, I'm using air quotes here, quarterback-driven league. I understand that, right? If you don't have a quarterback, then that means you're not going to win. Whatever. I feel like the New Orleans Saints are a really good, solid football team. If they get a stable quarterback in there, a guy that's not going to make too many mistakes and probably win you some games if need be, I think the Saints are good enough to make a championship run. Uh, I am on the fence to believe that what the Houston Texans are asking for may be a little bit too much for me, especially a team that is – going through a succession plan. You don't have your 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 long tenure head coach. You don't have your long tenure Hall of Fame quarterback. So I just feel like you're going in a different direction. You got a brand new head coach. So I understand that the New Orleans Saints are trying to make a splash of this thing. And I wouldn't be mad if they were to get Deshaun Watson, but I would just say that they need to uh, trade very softly. Uh, I also feel like if you're doing all this, in order to acquire Deshaun Watson, you better get him. Because if I'm Jameis Winston right now, and I'm seeing that you all are trying to shuck and job your way to a Deshaun Watson acquirement, guess what? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at this. I'm like, man, I'm not your first choice. Well, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I need to do what's best for me. The Saints better be very, very careful. Because while we're wondering, man, should we get Jameis? I want Jameis. I want Deshaun. There's a strong possibility based on the Saints' actions that we might not get either one of these guys. And then you will find yourself trying to find uh, another suitable quarterback, rather than Jimmy Garoppolo. 
rather it's Teddy Bridgewater, or rather it's somebody in the draft. I mean, so you got to be very, very careful. The New Orleans Saints must feel that they have a real strong chance of getting this guy because there's no way in the world that they will show their hands when they have an able quarterback in Jameis Winston who has shown you that he has some good bright spots and some things that you can build on. He showed you that, and he's still out there. So the Saints better be very, very careful the way that they handle this situation. Um, I hate that this whole situation is dividing members of the Houdat Nation. Some people, I feel like they're very passionate about the things that they're saying. And then I just think that they have people out there that are just saying things that they feel like are politically correct to uh, to protect their brand and their base. Me, me personally, I just think that we have to have these tough conversations. And honestly, I don't think one has anything to do with the other. You know, some people like to put labels on individuals. I'm not for labels because, number one, I don't really know a person that fully. Um, if by just interacting with them on social media, you will never get a full understanding of a person based on how they they tweet on social media, despite how society wants you to think you can believe a certain thing. But that doesn't mean that you're a racist. You know, I have uh, some journalists out there that might have a perspective in the in the form of they don't want the Sean Watson and people are trying to label these people uh, racist. I don't think racism has anything to do with it. If we want to look at people as human beings, then we need to understand the individuals out there. And there are some races out there, but there are some people are looking at this guy as a human being and as a quarterback in the National Football League. And I don't feel like it's right if you're trying uh, to label these individuals as racist, because I don't feel like it has anything to do with it. Deshaun Watson put himself in a position that that involves a lot of scrutiny. And even though, you know, he did go to court. There are going to be people that in a court of public opinion will never trust Deshaun Watson. They will never get on board, no matter how many games he wins, no matter how many yards he throws for it, no matter how many touchdowns. And hell, even if he brings a championship to the city of New Orleans. Now, I do believe that the majority, I'm just being serious, the majority of individuals will get on board if he starts to win because winning heals all, seriously. And over the course of time, because the way that the world is so, uh, it's so, uh, you know, bundled up, convoluted, so much stuff going on, so much, so many stories that are trying to get our attention, trying to, you know, get get our eye. I just feel like situations like this, people are going to tend to forget about. You know, some people may not, but the majority of people will. That just, it, it is no fault of theirs. It's just the way that the world works. You know, it's like how you can remember dates and times of of tragic events. And then all of a sudden, like, you're like, man, man, I forgot that happened. It it just happens, man. And and that's just the truth. But we're not here on the State of the Saints podcast. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind about the way they think about Deshaun Watson. I just feel like the guy deserves to be playing in the National Football League. I mean, unless some, some stuff, more stuff comes out. And it says otherwise, but right now it's just pure speculation. Is he says she said, and I know people say, "Man, well, if it's smoke, there's fire." But basically, you're you're getting yourself all riled up and worked up over smoke. Seriously, I mean, you, you don't see any you don't see any fight right now. The only thing that you see is smoke, and a lot of people are prejudging this situation and they haven't seen the whole thing pan out. You know, I, I mean, it's just. 
I, I'm, I've never been that type of person. And I'm going to tell you why. And then I'm going to get to the question. I'm going to tell everybody why I don't jump to conclusions about individuals. Back in 2007, I was a junior at Jackson State University. And this was during a time when the Jenna 6 situation came out. Some of y'all probably remember that, right? Jenna 6, Jenna Louisiana, there were nooses that were tied on the trees. Uh, these uh, black, the black, uh, six black uh, guys got into a fight with some, some white students at a school uh, for the nooses being tied on the trees and the, the six guys got arrested. And everybody went down to Jenna, Louisiana. You had people that were dressed in black across the campus of Jackson State University in solidarity to support the Jenna Six. You had people going down to Jenna, Louisiana and protest. You had some of those uh, mainstay uh, social justice warriors out there like Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. They, they came down there. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, after everything panned out, they got a chance to be on the BET Awards and all of a sudden, you saw seeing them on social media flossing money that was donated to them in order for them to post bail and for them to pay for their lawyer fees. And after that, folks, I have to be honest with you. It just made me realize, like, maybe my heart may be in the right place, but maybe I need to stop jumping to conclusions. I was one of those people that was dressed in black. I was one of those people that was ready for combat, going down to Jenna, Louisiana, trying to support the guys. I can remember being a college kid, you know, spending my last bit of money trying to figure out how I was going to get $25, $30 to fill up the tank just to drive down there, right? And um, after they did that, man, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. And from that day on, I just decided no matter how outraged things may be, no matter how many people want you to react, I will never, ever jump to conclusions. I will wait to the very end for me to decide. So that's why some people might say, man, TJ, man, why you, you know, you always seem like you late to the party and stuff like that, because I don't feel like logic plays a role when things are right there in front of our faces. I don't feel like we are allowing logic to set in when things are at its at its hottest. Right. When when the news is white hot, I don't feel like we're using our, our, our sound judgment. So for that, that's one of the main reasons why. And I mean, I, it's just me because I can remember I took some of my hard-earned money to do that, to, to donate to those guys. It wasn't a lot, but it was money that I could have did something else with. And for them to be flossing it on social media, man, it just made me feel some type of way. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm just going to wait till all the facts come out. And it turns out you know, there was a lot of things that were going on that were behind the scenes that we were not aware of. And nobody really said anything about it because I feel like there was a level of embarrassment from a lot of people that supported those guys. That's why I reserve my judgment, folks. Has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I don't support uh, women. Uh, and It's not anything that I don't support uh, women who have been victims of, of sexual assault harassment has absolutely nothing to do with that. Like I said, I just reserved my judgment so all the facts come out. But thank y'all for being here. I ask that you hit the like button if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast. If you love the content, please hit the like button. Show everybody uh, that you do, and, and please uh, continue to support the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, previous episodes of the State of the Saints podcast on Facebook, uh, you can go to the community page. 
and you'll be able to check out previous episodes. Uh, there will be no more live streams of, of the State of the Saints podcast on the Facebook page. So just want to let everybody know that. So if you want to check it out, if you normally check it out on Facebook, uh, my suggestion would be to uh, roll over uh, to, uh, you know, to subscribe to the YouTube channel because there won't be any more live streams there. All right, we're going to go ahead and start with Josh. Josh says, uh, I'm cool with Deshaun playing in the league, but not for the Saints. This is so disrespectful to Jameis. You know, look, I, I feel like it is a level of disrespect to Jameis. Um, I, I do feel that Jameis is the right choice for me. Uh, I just think that the New Orleans Saints are looking at this thing from a splash standpoint. I think they're looking at Sean Payton being gone. I think they're looking at uh, Drew Brees being gone. Those were two cornerstone guys. Those were like the Mount Rushmore uh, guys of the Saints organization. They're gone. So the Saints feel like they got to uh, bring in a void. You know what I'm saying? They got, I mean, they got to fill a void, rather. They got to fill a void that has been lost. I mean, you look at the, the, the you know, even though, you know, the Pelicans have been playing extremely well, you, you know, everybody was kind of, you know, betting on Zion Williamson to be out there. And even though he's slowly starting to come back, coming to practice, sitting on the bench, but, you know, there, there's a, a level of excitement that I feel like uh, Gail Benson, Mickey Loomis want to bring to the city of New Orleans. And even though they feel like maybe Deshaun Watson has been dealing with all these issues and problems and stuff like that, when he hits the field, everybody will see how dynamic he is. And, you know, 10 people will not just not forget, but, you know, they'll see, you know, what I'm saying that this dude is a special player and this is the reason why they brought him in. And, you know, I, I understand that, but, you know, I just think that Jameis Winston can give you that same level of excitement because you have a lot of people that didn't like Jameis when he first came to New Orleans, who didn't support Jameis Winston when he first got to New Orleans, but now he changed the narrative of what they think about him. And now that you got him on board and now people are clamoring and chomping at the bit to see him actually play in the Saints uniform you know, they're investing in him by looking at his comeback videos and him, you know, putting forth the effort to try to get back to 100%. And then all of a sudden now it's like, okay, well, he's not good enough. Me personally, I feel like the Saints would be making a mistake because I feel that Jameis Winston is good enough to be the Saints quarterback. I just think that the Saints are trying to do more than what they have to do. I don't know why, but maybe they feel like they don't have the right coaching staff to develop Jameis. Maybe they feel like they need a more of a ready product uh, in Deshaun Watson than trying to figure out, okay, let's try to build up Jameis Winston. Let's try to help him see the field versus a guy that they feel like can already see the field and has an idea and be able to make better decisions. I don't know, but I, I feel like Jameis Winston has got a bad rep because of how things were in Tampa, going to a bad organization, and not to mention you have a bunch of media people that seem like they have some type of agenda to try to make this guy look like a loser, you know, trying to make this dude look like a failure. No matter how much work he put in, no matter how well he throws the football, no matter how he throws the ball out of bounds, it just seems like to me the narrative is he is unfixable. You can't fix him. But I, I, I fail to believe that narrative. Uh, Saints trying to lowball Jameis. But going all out for uh, Watson, it's clear they don't really want Jameis. I don't know if they don't really want Jameis. Like I said, I just feel like, based on what I just said, I just think that the Saints are looking for a splash based on what they lost. 
Resigned Jameis Winston now. Uh, ten thousand. I don't know what that what that means. The talented disparity uh, isn't big enough to give up that much capital. I agree with that, Malik. I I I am not trying to give up that much for Deshaun Watson. Uh, number one, uh, he has to go to civil court. I understand that, and then, and, and with that, you know, there's a possibility that this dude can be suspended for six games, even ten games. You know, now you can probably appeal it, bump it down to four. But he's going to be missing some time. And if he's going to be missing some time, I mean, is it worth that? Right? I heard some people talking about possibly having Ryan Ramchick in the deal. I mean, that would be a huge mistake. Ryan Ramchick is one hell of an offensive lineman. This dude is talented. This dude, to me, has Hall of Fame talent. The only thing I I feel like uh, when it comes to Ryan Ramchick, the biggest issue is he doesn't play in a bigger market. He's so good at his job that nobody really pays attention to him. But when he's not out there, you can tell. But if if Ryan Ramchek was the right tackle for the Cowboys, or he was a right tackle for the Giants, or he was a right tackle for the Packers, I guarantee you this dude would be all pro, pro bowl, all of it. I just feel like he he is he's a victim of the market that the Saints are in. And we all know that the only reason they want to talk about the Saints is when they want to tell you some bad news. Oh, the Saints are not going to make the playoffs this year. Oh, the Saints are going to be below 500. Oh, the Saints are going to be picking in the top five. Oh, the Saints don't have the quarterback. Oh, the Saints don't have the running back. Oh, they don't have the receivers. We know the narrative, man. There's very little positivity that that the media puts out there about the New Orleans Saints, and Ryan Ramchick is a victim of that, right? They don't, you know, they, they really don't want to put the Saints on television. And when they do, they don't really pay attention to the team is probably who they plan against. Personally, I think the Saints are trying to scare Jameis into accepting whatever contract offer they throw at him. That's what I'm thinking is happening. Josh, I don't think it has absolutely nothing to do with it. I don't. Um, I don't think they're trying to scare him at all. Look, there's a market for Jameis Winston. There are teams out there that would be willing to pay Jameis Winston more than the Saints would pay Jameis Winston. I don't think it has anything to do with that. If they feel like he's handcuffed, he's tied, they're sadly mistaken. There are teams out there that be willing to give a, a nice bit of money to Jameis Winston in order for him to come play for their team. And if the Saints aren't careful, they're going to find out that firsthand. And like I said, I mean, you better be careful about how you're doing this situation that you're not alienating anybody because – you might find yourself on the outside looking in with neither one of these individuals playing on your football team. Loomis in Houston today. TJ, you got different type of Saints fans. I have no need to explain it. You already know. Yeah, you know, you have, we we do have different type of Saints fans. You have Saints fans that are diehard. I mean, regardless of what the situation is, they're going to support it. Then you have Saints fans that are conditional Saints fans. As long as they win in, they can grandstand, they can go to work, probably, you know, have a coworker that's a Cowboy fan or a Falcon fan or, you know, a, a Panthers fan. They can talk a little noise with them. And then you have Saints fans that's never satisfied with anything. All right. The sky is falling. Chicken Little. I call them Chicken Little fans. You ever heard the story of Chicken Little when he was going around saying the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky wasn't falling at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? That just, just, it, and no matter what problem 
or what situation, rather it's big or small, they're going to complain about it. They're going to be whining and complaining somewhere that, you know, those are the type of same fans, you know, that you have. So you do have different types, you know, and um, I, I couldn't be a chicken little Saints fan. I couldn't live my life like that. I mean, come on, man. It don't get that serious. Uh, I kind of agree, Josh. We aren't uh, hearing any contract terms for Jameis at all. Yeah, I, I just think that it's probably behind closed doors about what's going on with that. But we'll see. I mean, now, uh, to, as of today, teams can actually talk to unrestricted free agents. They can negotiate some deals, right? It, they can't close the deal until Wednesday, but they can agree in principle as of right now. Uh, you can hear contract talks on Jameis. He is a free agent at the moment. Yeah, you know, that is true. But here's the thing. Like, if if there's a team that you actually played for the previous year, then, yeah, you can negotiate a contract. I mean, we've seen Preston Smith. You know, he just got a deal. I mean, there was a couple more uh, people out there that's been uh, unrestricted free agents that, that got some new deals. So that's not necessarily true. Uh, but I do feel like there are some talks that are going on. And, you know, I mean, I just think that maybe it's just behind closed doors. People run business for results, not feelings. Cash is the key. The right quarterback will bring more money, more wins, and more attractive players, more primetime games, these new TV deals. Yep, I mean, doubt out it's a good point right there. We're in our feelings right now because it's so it's so raw. It's new. It's It's fresh, right? That's the reason we feel this way. Uh, I just feel like over the course of time, wounds will heal. You know, like, man, I don't want to compare this to a a bad relationship, but I got to compare it to a bad relationship. You ever like been in love with somebody and you've been together for a long time and you break up and and all of a sudden, like, you just feel like it hurt and you feel like you you always going to have these feelings. Think about that. Like you're a kid or something like that, young, first, first girl, the first guy you love. Then all of a sudden, like, y'all break up. Like, man, I ain't never going to find anybody else. I mean, it's just so I, – I make the pain go away, right? Then you think back now, 10, 15 years later, you're married, you got kids, and you're like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't believe I was sitting somewhere falling all over the floor over there. Um, I'm not – and like I said, this, this example has absolutely nothing to do with me not being sympathetic. I'm just saying that's how life is. That's how the world works. I mean, sorry, I don't make the rules, but we all know it's true. I mean, wounds will heal. No matter how significant, you know what I'm saying, the wound may be, they heal over the course of time. You know, if if you're unable to laugh, you know, eventually over the course of time, you might crack a smile. I mean, if you're unable to cry, you might over the course of time be able to shed those tears. That's just the way life works, man. And uh, when it comes to like business, like that, that's the tough role of being a businessman. It's about making tough decisions. In life, we got to make tough decisions, folks. I mean, you know about it, man. How many times have you made tough decisions? Some of y'all probably making tough decisions right now. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you know, you're making tough decisions. I mean, it's just all it's, it's just all about business. That's a good point. Free agency is starting at 12. You can tamper with players if they're trying on Deshaun Watson or Jameis Winston sign somewhere else and Watson goes somewhere else. Not good. Yeah, Chris, I mentioned that. You know, you got to be very careful how you handle that situation. 
man, I'm who that all day, but the Saints going to be garbage. Look, I I don't believe that until, like I said, until it happened, you know, until it happened. Like, how can you how can you dictate that? Elliot, I mean, to be honest with you, brother, like, how can you dictate that? You don't know. I mean, are you setting yourself up, you know what I'm saying, to, like, you know, soften the blow if they end up being bad? Like, okay, if I if they're bad, then, you know, I say that they bad. Well, it won't surprise me because I already knew. Like, <laughs> I, you don't know. Like, you don't know until it happens. That I mean, you can make an assumption. You know, you can assume that it's going to be bad, but you never know. Many are called, but few are chosen. Kingston. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember that. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, Emmanuel Agba uh, has reached an agreement of four-year, $65 million deal, which includes $32 million fully guaranteed signing. Uh, Agent Drew Rosenhaus told ESPN. Yeah, I've I, I seen that right before the show. Congratulations to him. I mean, he's an incredibly uh, talented defensive end. Great pass rush. Uh, sky's the limit for him. You know, he's only getting better year after year. So and the Miami Dolphins, they're really good at at getting pressure on a quarterback. So um, you have a new uh, head coach in Mike McDaniels. It's always helpful to have, uh, you know, defense on the opposite side of where a coach uh, bread is butted um, to be able to do their thing. And he can go come up in here with a new offensive game plan, new philosophy. He has some talented players there. So just something that they can build on. I remember that. And I am young at age 28. Not to bring up old news, but Michael Vick went to jail over dogs. Man, this world is crazy. Women are the most beautiful and fragile humans on the planet. This is a lack of disrespect to them. Um, I don't. I mean, Mario, you're entitled to your opinion, man. I, I, I mean, I'm not here to change your mind, but like you said before, you know, who are we to like? Who are we to tell people they wrong about feeling the way that they do? That's something that I don't want to do. I, I, you know, I'm talking to the people that got legit feelings, not fake feelings, legit feelings. Like when this happened, they think back to a situation that may have happened to them or a person that strongly sympathizes with those women may not have happened to them, but they can feel the pain of that woman. I can, but they got some people out here. They just saying all the right things. They, they just saying this stuff. They just saying it. They don't mean it. Right. I'm not going to watch football. I'm not going to support the saints. I'm not going to the games. You're lying. That's what I got a problem with. I got a problem with those individuals. Like, come on, man. Like, why we got to be so fake and phony? Like, why we got to be so, why we got to be so artificial? Like, seriously, man, like, it's okay to not, you know what I'm saying, to, like, sit back and just see how things are going to play out without just jumping out of the window. I got to have this hot take. I got to have this tweet. I got to let people know how I feel. Who cares? At the end of the day, seriously, like nobody, like, honestly, it is an honor and a privilege to get behind this microphone and individuals listen to me and they, they, you know, they invest in this show. It really is. But who the hell am I to tell anybody where you should feel like this? No, no, it's not. It's not my place, man. And, you know, like I said, I just sit back and I just analyze the situation. 
it's okay to sit back and analyze the situation without just having a hot take just to feel like you first in the matter. Everybody is trying to jump the gun. Everybody is trying to get their take out there. Everybody out there just trying to get likes and follows and stuff like that because I said something just, just so profound. I want people to know I'm deep. I want people to know that I'm woke. Okay, man. Whatever floats your boat, whatever make your boat float. But I'm talking about the individuals that's out there that's really in pain today. Those are the people that I sympathize with, not people that's trying to expand their brand and trying to build up themselves in the process. I have no respect for that. And I don't even got to say who you are. You know who you are. You look in the mirror every single day and you know what your mind is, is like and you know what you're trying to do. A bad relationship. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Says the same situation. Remind me a little bit of myself. <laughs> thank you for the two dollars. And Elliot, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. I appreciate that as well, man. I'm gonna stroll down a little bit because um, I think I reached a point where I was kind of talking about the Gen Six, and so I'm gonna uh, stroll down a little bit more, read a few more comments. If you feel like you want to uh, express yourself, and I, I I went past your comment, then feel free to copy and paste it uh lavelle says if Jameis comes back and doesn't play up to the expectations then the same people will be saying we should have signed watson well look you're damn if you do and you're damn if you don't right that's, that's just how it works it, life is about choices i mean there was a, a a play that my former college professor dr mark g henderson wrote it was called challenge choices and consequences right you know what i'm saying like you, you know what i'm saying you go out here you make a deal, you know what I'm saying? You you come up with a conclusion, you make a choice, but with that choice, there, there are consequences that come behind it. We don't know how anything is going to pan out. You don't know. Like, if if they were to trade and Deshaun signs off on it and he comes to the New Orleans Saints, he can get suspended. I mentioned on the last show, he has a history of being injured, right? A rib here, ankle there, knee there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... He's not the, he hasn't been the most durable quarterback you ever seen. Things happen. So I mean there there are there are pros and cons to both of these situations. Both. I hope there is a reason Jameis rehabs in Saints gear. Wink wink. That's because he wants to show them that he's all in. You know, that that's what he wants to show. He wants to show that he's all in. Look, Jameis, people can talk about Jameis all, all they want, but Jameis is a genuine dude like when he speaks i don't think that you know some people they they can't alienate individuals like okay you know what i'm saying like man I, I believe in this dude but like i feel like he humbly truly believes in what he's saying and i really believe that this dude loves new orleans i think you know what i'm saying he grew up as a saint fan i really believe that and i i really think that he looked at it as it was a badge of honor to be the starting quarterback of the new orleans saints I really feel that way. And I think that the dude can really do some good. But I'm not going to sit up here and analyze every interception and every turnover that the dude gets because that's not the way that it works. Like, all quarterbacks turn the ball over. Unless you like Aaron Rodgers or something like that, like where you just have a crazy uh, touchdown-interception ratio, which is like, you know, unbelievable. But guys are going to turn the ball over. And I'm not critiquing this dude with a fine-tooth comb. And I think that's why some people didn't really enjoy the experience. That's why so many people were trying to like jump off board because you were never on board to begin with. You never wanted this dude to succeed. Some of you had these, once again, hot takes 
about how the dude was going to fail. So even when the dude got injured, like some some people didn't have no type of reservations about it because they'll get it any way that they can. Like any way to seem right, anything to feel like, oh, my take and my view and my opinion was more correct than everybody else. See what happened. So a lot of people analyze this dude with a fine tooth cone. Every time he threw an interception, you see. Every time the ball fell out of his hand, you see. You can build something with Jameis Winston. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, do you think this is the showing that Dennis Allen can't teach quarterbacks like Coach uh, Peyton can? Peyton uh, would never give up uh, this much for a quarterback. Yeah, uh, this is this is two things here. This is number one to show that this is a new regime. This is Dennis Allen's team. And number two, I don't think it has anything to do with that, but I do feel the Saints know what they have. You know, you, you got to ask yourself the question, do I have the resources to be able to build what I'm trying to build? You know, if you're trying to build a house, you want to make sure that you have like all the tools and, and you know what I'm saying, and all, all the pieces that you need in order for you to build a house, right? If, if you don't, then you're not going to have a house that's, that's built solid, right? If you like, oh, if you skipping out on a nail here, you missing, you you putting up the sheetrock and you're not putting nails in this particular area, the house is not going to be solid. It's not going to be able to stay if you're cutting corners, right? So you got to make sure that you have all your resources. Do you have the right head coach? Do you have the right uh, coordinators? Do you have the right, you know, people in the ear of these, these skill position players? Can you coach the hell out of these guys that they can go out there on the field and, and have an MVP or a playoff, you know what I'm saying, caliber season as a quarterback, you know, as, as a defensive end, as a cornerback? Do you have that? And if you don't, then it's probably best for you to go and, and in a different direction where you can have yourself an already proven project. I think that that's probably what it's saying, you know. I don't think it has anything to do with Dennis Allen not being Sean Payton. Uh, I just think that he knows his role and he's like, okay, man, that's not me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not him. So sometimes, you know, like Sean Payton was a special coach. His, his, his ability to coach the quarterback position and help quarterbacks see the field differently and what to watch out for. I mean, that, that was an advantage. It was almost like with Drew Brees. I don't think it's a coincidence that when Drew Brees retired, the offensive line started looking like slow. Drew Brees was the offensive coordinator in the game where he can point out the pressures to the offensive line. Block him, block him. The, the blitz coming this way. It's coming up here. Be ready. You know, if you don't have that anymore and the quarterback is so focused on, you know, man, he knowing the system. He just found out the plays. He's trying to learn the system. He's counting on you. But you have a quarterback that's been in the system for 15 years. He knows what's coming. He has seen every, every type of defense imaginable. So, yeah, there's an advantage when you have certain coaches that can be quarterback whispers. There are advantages when you have a seasoned veteran quarterback, when you have a, a young offensive line. There's a reason. So, yeah, you got to know your, you got to know your limits. What are your limits? What are, what are you capable of? Watching a Jameis Brady still getting swept. <laughs> uh, it's not on Dennis to teach the quarterbacks. It's on the coaches. I agree with that. Facts, but you're going to learn and uh, grow from it, though, TJ. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jameis can give us the same or better production as Watson uh, can. 
I'm just saying. I think both guys, like I said, there are pros and cons to both quarterbacks. There are pros and cons to both quarterbacks. Uh, This move uh, to DW uh, doesn't make sense if the point is keeping consistency. DW doesn't have a relationship with Pete and none of the team. If they sign DW, which he's talking to Sean Watson, they are resetting the offense to the beginning. Jason, that's uh, that's a good point. You have to think about that too. A guy like Jameis Winston, who would be going into his third season, his third season as a uh, a guy in the Saints, you know, in a, in the Saints uh, uniform, it'll give them, you know, what I'm saying like an advantage because he knows the coaches. The coaches know him, right? So that's the way I, I see it. You know, that's a, that's a very valid point that you're making right there. My mouse uh, froze up. I just see it. Winston is not Winston cut it out. Uh, Winston is not Watson cut it out. Excuse me. Uh, Yeah, he's not. But, you know, I mean, there are certain things that you can build on. There are certain things that you what What did Jameis Winston show you last year? That that tells you that he doesn't have a skill set you can't build on. I just want to know. I mean, there's not a there's not a Saints fan out there that can't that can criticize Jameis Winston in the Saints uniform without using Tampa in a in a, in a statement. You know they they can't they can they cannot do that. You know, like I said, you know, like every person is judging this dude based on what he did with another team. And how can you say that the Saints are just the creme de la creme when it comes to finance, the creme de la creme when it comes to player development, the creme de la creme when it comes to uh, personnel, and then turn around and say that this dude not good enough? Like, seriously, if you're saying that the Saints can build a team, if they can coach a guy to his full potential, why can't they do it with Jameis Winston? What makes him any different? All I'm saying is what I've seen – and as a starting quarterback, it is not the Jameis Winston that people were saying. Because the argument was, and the knock on Jameis Winston was, him being a turnover machine. In the Saints uniform, he was not a turnover machine. So where's the argument then? Oh, he can't throw the football? We know that ain't true. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he doesn't have the, the arm talent? We know that's not true. He can't make, you know what I'm saying, decisions, you know, like he throwing the ball out of bounds. So what more do you want? Well, in Tampa, he threw 30 interceptions. Well, there we go. That, that, that's the crux of it all. Saints will shock a lot of people. Go, Saints, go. I hope so. Saints almost made the playoff with a center button at quarterback. Uh, We're going to be all right. Jameis has been good friends with uh, Boosie since the Tele-nasty, Tallahassee for those who didn't uh, attend FAMU days. Pretty sure he's recruiting Jameis Hart uh, for the Saints. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with it, but, you know. <laughs> okay. You know, it, we'll take it any way we can get it, right? I see the Panthers are cutting a lot of players. Yeah, I mean, look, the Panthers have an advantage because the Panthers can can use Christian McCaffrey in that deal. And I'll be honest with you, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very appealing trade. You know, it, it to get Deshaun Watson is to, you know, get rid of uh, Christian McCaffrey, a guy when healthy is one of the best running backs in football. 
Why are we guilty um, to prove an innocent? That's unfair. That is true. You know, and even that, you know, even if we are proven innocent, we still guilty because you still have people out there, man, nah, bro, they paid somebody, man. They, they did something under the table, man. Like it, it's, it, you're never going to like, you're never going to satisfy the masses. A person can tell one of the most massive lies on you, but it's about what people believe. You know, I, I want to say if, maybe Charlemagne the God, he said, why would you want to believe the truth when the lie is more entertaining? I mean, it's it's true, right? A lot of us, you know, we we want like people love a car crash. Seriously, people love a car crash. We say that we don't, but you ever thought about this, man? When an accident happens on a road and traffic's at a standstill, why are traffic at a standstill? It's not because most more more times than not, it's not because the police is in the middle of the street flagging in the traffic. It's because people are slowing down because they want to see what happened on the side of the road. I mean, they want to see the accident. It, it's called slowing down to almost, you know what I'm saying, a, a slow pace to see if somebody's in a car, how much damage is it, and how many cars were involved in it. We love that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it entertains us. So any type of scandal, any type of controversy, you know what I'm saying? Like we we are going to we're going to try to latch on to it. And we find ourselves creating narratives, building storylines, storylines that's not even there. But we always have that that saying, it's better them than me. If the Saints really are pursuing Watson, then Gail Benson must be okay with this. I can't imagine any female owner supporting anyone accused of serial assault and acquiring them. Oh, Jeffrey. Um, I'm going to say this, man, and I'm going to speak to a lot of the members of the media, and I'm sorry, but it needs to be said. I didn't see that same type of energy when it came to the Catholic Church. Where was that energy at? I'm serious, man. If we want to talk about the saints and supporting the New Orleans saints and, oh, we, we need to do this and, you know, I can't believe the saints did this. Why isn't nobody talking about the Catholic Church scandal and how Gail Benson was giving money to the Catholic Church? These same individuals during the time of all that scandal going down. Nobody did their due diligence. Nobody investigated the situation, but Deshaun Watson is where they draw the line. But think about all those little boys that was victims of that. Y'all see what I'm saying? Y'all see what a hypocrisy is? Y'all see what that is? But all of a sudden, this this, this six foot three, 220, 230 pound quarterback is where I draw the line. I ain't supporting the team no more. You tell me. You tell me what's more devastating. I mean, a, a team <laughs> that, that gets a player that, that comes with some baggage or an organization wrapped around not on, you know, not just the organization, but an entire city wrapped around this controversy. You tell me, but nobody said anything. They reported that maybe one or two days and all of a sudden it just went to sleep. You know why? Because people aren't doing their due diligence. It's easy for us to go out here and criticize them, but we really have to do some soul searching when we thinking and supporting the organization itself that, that that's really out here doing something that we don't like. If they get a player, well, I got a problem with the player, but what about the organization? What about the organization? Why, why, where that energy was at then? 
Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything about not going to games. Nobody said anything about not supporting the team. Come on, man. You got you got a situation been going on for years. Some of them young 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 boys are grown men. Come on, man. Like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing here? That's why I say, man, we gotta we gotta really focus on what are we really mad at. Are we really sincerely like doing everything that we possibly can to spread awareness? Or you know what I'm saying? Are we really out here doing everything that we possibly can to try to find the truth? We are not. What's up, TJ? At work on lunch and look at my phone and I saw the, my favorite podcast. Appreciate that, Damian. Thank you, man. Thank you for tuning in on your lunch break. Cardinals can trade Murray and a couple picks for Watson. Can't keep him on the field. Uh, Brady probably taking that speed. <laughs> man, Brady, Brady wanted to play, man. Brady went at home. Realize, man, God dog, man, these kids getting on my nerves, man. Let me go out here and play. <laughs> Didn't say Watson wasn't good. Just say he wasn't top five. Look, I, I don't know where, where he stands. I'm pretty. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I'm just gonna say that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That I can't take away from, no matter what the situation is. Only advantage Watson has over Winston is scramble ability. Uh, we're coming for you. That boy is good. Yes, good at being terrible. <laughs> CMC always hurt, but when healthy, a beast. Yeah, man, he definitely is. I just think all those carries between college and the pros catching up with him. Because, man, they used the heck out of him at Stanford, and they used the heck out of him in Carolina. You know, the thing about uh, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara wasn't always the feature back. <laughs> so, you know, he can kind of deal with the wear and tear because he – he really wasn't the, the focal point. He really wasn't the focal point when he was in college. Thank you, Black Preacher, man. They forget system, make quarterbacks. The Texan system got no pressure quarterback. One totally different than Saints quarterback one. With Watson, the Saints top five, ten defense would be a bona fide Super Bowl contender. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't both win the Heisman? No. Uh, Deshaun Watson did not win the Heisman. He didn't. Did he not? Did he? No, I don't think he did. I don't think he won a Heisman. I think he was a runner up for the Heisman. I don't think he won. Um, who won? I want to say Derrick Henry won that year when they both were in college. I think Derrick Henry won. Uh I don't think I don't think Deshaun Watson ever won a Heisman. Uh, but Jameis won a Heisman. Straight facts, TJ. Straight facts. Watson was proven innocent. Uh, we just leave it from there. The big story is Tom Brady return. Not to me. Not to me. Look, I think the biggest the biggest individuals that benefit from this is the media because they love they sell some Tom Brady. They that's that's what it is, man. It's, it's, to me, you know, <laughs> it just this this level of favoritism they have for Brady. Like everybody criticized Brett Favre when he was like, I'm on retiring, I'm unretiring, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Nobody said anything. But Brady saying, oh, hey, he he's satisfied and didn't come back. Oh, we just glad to have you back, Tom. Come on back, Tom. We need these stories. Tom Brady. Okay, man. Not for me. I mean, look, if he wants to play, let him continue to play. 
have no problem with that. But look, man, I mean, Tom Brady is a great quarterback, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, an incredible talent. I ain't going to take that away from him, but who cares? Like, seriously, like if you're a Saint fan, like who cares? Like Brady, they sitting somewhere, man, you, you trembling in your boots, man. The Saints been smacking around Tom Brady since he got to Tampa. Yeah, they beat the Saints in the playoff, but the Saints are beating Tom Brady more times than Tom Brady is beating the Saints. So why would anybody care? Like Tom Brady, you know, like the Saints are Tom Brady's daddy. I mean, throughout his career, statistically, I mean, he has had some of his worst statistical performances playing against the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are his kryptonite. I mean, he is last game, what they played, they lost nine to nothing. Didn't even, he didn't even throw a touchdown in a game. That's the way I think about it. Like, it's, it's, it's big news to everybody else because they love Tom Brady. And Tom Brady moves the needle. He's a needle mover, right? He moves the needle. Everybody talk about him, some ratings. People click on it. You know, you put Tom Brady in the algorithm, you're going to get more clicks and more views than you probably get normally because you're talking about Tom Brady. But me, I'm, you know, if he's happy, he's back, his wife content with it, fan base of Tampa, y'all cool with it, whatever. But to me, I, I mean, I don't care. Man, funny how uh, people go crazy when a black man is not convicted, but they let Big Ben scandal get swept under. Mario, I will say to as a black man, in the defense of the world and society during Ben Roethlisberger issue, none of these these movements were going on at the time. There was no Times Up. There was no Me Too. There was none of that stuff right there. And people weren't as conscious about certain issues when Big Ben was um, dealing with his scandal. The power of social media hasn't reached its apex yet. Even though people were on social media, it wasn't as big of a driving force as it is right now. With social media right now, you can make some things really change. Like, like I'm thinking about that Gramlin, right? When Gramlin hired Art Browse, the former head coach of Baylor, as their offensive coordinator, people started tweeting about it, being on social media, really bringing awareness and outrage to it. And then the next thing you know, they decide to uh, let them go. The power of social media in this climate is stronger than it was when Ben Roethlisberger uh, was dealing with that issue. Even like with, with Ray Lewis, you know, Ray Lewis with the murder trial, right? You know what I'm saying? Like there were certain things that were going on, you know, that we really didn't know that much about, and the world wasn't as small as social media has made it over the course of the last decade. So for that, I can understand. But I will say this. You want to give that same energy, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, to everybody, you know, going forward, no matter what the color of that person may be. But, you know, I don't want to think that it's about that. I just think that social media has matured. And now you have a bunch of people with, with social media accounts. I mean, you got your grandmas, great grandmas with social media accounts. So everybody has an opinion about it. You ain't even got to be in the same house anymore, right? You can be thousands of miles away. You can be across the country. You can be somewhere, you know, halfway around the world. And you still, and people will still know wherever you are, exactly how you feel about a certain situation. And you're forgetting that the Oakland Raiders used to hang out 
with the mafia back in the day. The mafia. <laughs> oh, man, what are we talking about? Well, Winston and Watson are both good options. You have to pay Winston and keep the team intact. Watson, you have to pay him and give up picks and players. I'll take Winston, just my opinion. Well, look, I'm a Winston supporter. I, I've said that since all this news came out. So I feel like you're not going to completely set your organization back by, you know, signing Jameis Winston. Jameis has only played under pressure. Uh, Deshaun Watson hasn't had a single expectation in football in his life. Oh, man, I I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. I think they both play. Look, I'm about to tell somebody a little secret and you can roll your eyes. If you're a black quarterback in the National Football League, you automatically come in with pressure. I'm going to say that again with my whole chest. If you're a black quarterback in the National Football League, you automatically come in with pressure because there's this stigma. You know, like, as much as people don't want, like, oh, man, we so we so progressive. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's the reason why you have people like the, uh, Lamar Jackson not paid. It's the reason why, you know what I'm saying, people like second-guess you know, some of these uh, quarterbacks out here right now, the the Kyler Murrays, you know, why they second guess to pay these dudes. So there is a certain, there's a certain pressure because of the thoughts of not only organizations, owners, but fan bases as a whole. There's a certain expectation. They, can, they can't have bad games. If they have bad games, people are going to start to question their knowledge and their ability to play the position. So, there is a, you know what I'm saying, there is a pressure automatically that comes with being a black quarterback. Some some people may not want to hear that, but it's the truth. Like, you think about guys like Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts, you know what I'm saying, like, hey, what he had, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 61% completion percentage last season. You know what I'm saying, that's pedestrian as hell. Right? But if, you know, Jared Goff, who played like slow, he had it. But, you know, he get another opportunity and he got paid in Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't taking a, he wasn't setting the world on fire. He wasn't taking the world by stone, but he still got paid. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, league MVP, led his team to a 14-2 record, number one seed, never had a losing season. Still has single-digit losses in his career, and yet nobody, nobody's, nobody's sitting up there saying, "Oh man, we," you know. In, I'm talking about in the, in the Ravens organization, man. We need to pay this dude. That's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer based on what this dude has done on the field. So, yes, there's a pressure. Both of those guys got pressure. If you black and you're a quarterback, you got pressure because you're not only playing for yourself. You're playing for the ones that's coming behind you. Because if you don't succeed, then guess what? Those other guys may not get a chance. Or, and if they do get a chance, it's going to be because somebody really had to convince that organization to bring that person in. So, yes. Yes, there is pressure. Jameis would be the best, but his agent probably trying to gouge too much money. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. As, as, I, I, look, I, I'm uh, 
I, I know Jameis uh, Winston's representation pretty well. His his management team, they not like that. But they they I mean they they want. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure they want this this thing to be fair. They want it to be fair, you know. And 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 he deserved that, you know. Like, like don't sit up here and lowball the guy. Malachi, they trying to get as much money as they can. But Derek, I'm sorry, man. I just had to say that. But Deshaun Watson would be the next best thing. I just don't like giving away the picks, but you always get more picks. Derek, uh, look, I don't think it's anything about money. I think if it's about money and negotiating, it's about a fair exchange, my brother. That's it. You know, like you got a job, I'm sure. You know, you want to make sure that you get the most money. Like if you if you up for a pay raise, I mean, most jobs, you know, you probably get a pay raise every year. If I'm not mistaken. You get a pay raise. You sit up in there. You get evaluated. You want to be evaluated as such. If you came there every day, you never missed a day of work. You came there sick. You came there hurt. Came there frustrated. You still showed up to work. You did your job to the fullest of your ability. You probably trained some people on the job too. And somebody say, "Well, you know what? I ain't gonna give you no raise." You know, I, I mean, I give you this, but let's just give you a quarter more. Like you crazy, right? You know what I'm saying? Or if they be like, okay, man, we won't add this uh, to your workload, but we ain't going to pay you nothing. Like, seriously? Like, the way that the logic that we use when it comes to contract negotiation for other people that don't involve us is completely unbelievable. Like, it is so unbelievable that people don't use the same logic that they would in their actual lives that they do with it when it comes to these players. There's no way in the world. You're going to sit up here and be like, if somebody talk about giving you a pay, a pay cut at your job, and yes, okay, I will concede you don't make that type of money, but God dog it, you earned that money, right? You earned it. You worked every single day for the amount of time, the effort that you put into work. You earned it. So why is it that a person who feels that they have done what they needed to do in order for them to generate a certain salary. Why is it that we got to tell people, man, well, he should be making this. Let somebody tell you what you should be making. And the next thing don't come out your mouth is expletives. You write about that, TJ. It's all over the sports show. Tom Brady is Tom Brady, <laughs> especially Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless, his career winding down. Once, uh, LeBron and and Tom Brady leave. He ain't gonna have nothing else to talk about. I mean, Brady uh, imitating James Brown. I'm back, boom, boom. I'm back. All right. Uh, <laughs> and he lost his old line. Not good. Well, he only lost Allen Marpet. You know. I mean, he still, you know, he still got Ryan Jensen, old dirty tail. Um, he also got Kristen Wurz, who's a really good right tackle. I ain't gonna take that away from dude. Is Really, really good. Do the beast. Uh, yeah, he still got some guys on the offensive line, man. So, I mean, not all is love. Clarence says, can somebody please explain how three late first-round picks is too much to pay for a 26-year-old proven top-five quarterback in the National Football League? Chance, you already basically said it. Three first-round picks, and you're saying late, okay? So, that's speculative right there. You're speculating that it's going to be three late first-round picks. I, 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 look, I like the energy. 
I like the confidence you have in the team, but you don't know that for sure. You don't know that for sure. But I mean, that's the reason why. And I'm not look, I'm not I'm I'm saying that cuz I want you to understand how people feel about it, right? So it's 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 first round picks. <laughs> so of course they're going to feel a certain way about it. You know, because they you have to answer the question, is it worth it? You think the Rams thinking about how uh, they gave up for Stafford? No, they're not. And that's a that's a very valid point. That's a very good point. You have to be able to have the right front office in order to make this thing work. I don't think they're thinking about it, but I mean, that's just the way the Rams are structured. The Rams, they, they'll go out here and get players. They'll sign a guy. They don't really care too much about first-round picks. I, I can't remember the last time. The Rams had a first round pick. Who Ty Gurley? <laughs> you know, like it, it's been a while. But I mean, it, it's always going to come with some some questions, chance, especially like when you have to give up some top picks, and not to mention some players that can possibly be cornerstone players for years to come. Man, like man, when you talk about Ram check, and you talking about uh, you know, top players that have made the Saints better over the course of the years, giving them up in a process of three first round picks. Of course, it's going to make anybody raise an eyebrow or two, make anybody kind of nervous. I mean, I, I like the optimism, you know, by you saying late first round picks, because you assume, you know, that if the saints were to get Deshaun Watson, they will be a playoff contender, a borderline playoff contender, or there'll be a deep playoff, you know, deep playoff team, possible Super Bowl contender. I like the energy, but you know, that's, that's one way of looking at it. Somebody else probably looking at it like first round pick, period. We don't know where they're going, you know, where they're going to be. They can be a 10th, they can be a 11th, they can be a 32nd, you know. TJ Mitchell Jabisky uh, just agreed to a two year deal with the Steelers. The free agent quarterback pool is thinning down for the Saints. And you know what that's telling me right there? I'm being real with you. You know what that's telling me right there? It's telling me that the Saints and, and Jameis Winston. Are talking to each other because look man i hope everybody don't believe that even though today is the day you can start talking to players that guys aren't talking to each other y'all ever just notice like on wednesday or tuesday whenever the new league year starts all of a sudden 10 12 15 20 transactions just happen how did it happen so fast you telling me that y'all gonna negotiate something like this, a life-changing decision like that over the course of two days? Are you kidding me? Please don't believe the lie that they're trying to tell you. So I say that to say this. Um, it tells me that the Saints and Jameis Winston are still in talks. You know, they're still in talks. And, and if, you know, and they're they're trying to figure out what, you know, saying what needs to get done. Because I'm going to be honest with you. If you had a choice, you're the Steelers. You had a choice to get Mitchell uh, Trubisky or Jameis Winston. Which one you rolling with? Seriously, which one you rolling with? I will be upset with the Saints if they don't bring Jameis Winston. Jameis has uh, to want to come back to uh, – man, Jameis want to come back. Jameis wants to come back. Just reported Eagles pushing hard for Watson. That that'll be a suitable place for him. That would that would be a place that, that wouldn't surprise me. You know, Eagles. 
Uh, that true. I forgot about the Colts. The Saints are going to be garbage if they don't attack this quarterback situation ASAP. They need to sign Winston ASAP. Then a free agent address the old line wide receiver and free safety positions. Look, I, I look, even though that nothing is coming out right now, I'm pretty sure the Saints are addressing these issues. I, I'm pretty sure that they are. I don't want anybody to be concerned or worried about that. Uh, Lavelle says three first round picks isn't too much because we don't know how they're going to pan out. Our last first round picks have been average. Good point. Good point. I don't mind giving away multiple first round picks because we most likely will uh, recoup uh, uh, the same picks once paid in return to coach. That's a good point. Man, y'all making some good points today. I see the scenarios. I see that. And man, y'all making some, y'all making some hell of five points. Like seriously. I, I can I like I I like the mind frame of a lot of you here today. Jameis throws five to eight dimes a game. I am I am torn. I love Deshaun Watson as an option. Look, I I like Deshaun Watson too. I don't get my hopes up. I like I feel like if you were to get Deshaun or Jameis, it's win win to me because I like both guys and I think that you can build around both guys. That's just that's the way I look at it. I mean, the Saints are in a good position if Jameis is willing to negotiate with them. Jameis got a cannon of arm. Remember when he launched that ball to Deontay Harris against Washington? Yeah, he definitely did that. I think Tomlin would have definitely preferred Winston over Trubisky. Oh, man, no doubt about it. Jameis got a better arm than Deshaun, but Deshaun can scramble out of the pocket. That's the only difference to me, in my opinion. Yeah, man, his ability to throw on a run deep down the field is almost Patrick Mahomes type. I'm talking to Sean Watson. But uh, Jameis, Jameis has a hell of an arm, too. He has, he has deep arm accuracy. That's the type of uh, accuracy that not many quarterbacks have. Ain't a dude in this world taking Jameis over Watson. Uh, well, this dude is. I mean, because, if, if, okay, I'll put it to you this way. Like, let's just be serious. Come on, man. Hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is 2020. If you take both of these guys, you put Jameis Winston back at Florida State, you put Deshaun Watson back at Clemson, and you have yourself a draft. Who are you going with? You're going with Jameis Winston. Based on his success, based on his uh, game performances, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're taking Jameis Winston. See, we have the opportunity and the ability now to look at it from a different standpoint because of how their career so far has panned out. You're going to go with Jameis Winston. Jameis Jameis Winston, like, won the national championship, the first inaugural college football playoff national championship. He won the Heisman Trophy. And and some people saying, okay, I'll take Deshaun Watson. That's fine. But you got to remember, Deshaun Watson wasn't a first pick overall. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't even a top 10 pick. So, come on, man. Like, let, let's just be real about this. We have an opportunity now to look at this thing from a completely different perspective. The, the present day is a, affects that. But anybody will tell you, based on the scouting reports, how people looked at Jameis, how people looked at Deshaun, 
Jameis Winston would be the be the choice that people would make. And we'll, you know, like I said, we say that now, we'll say that now, but like I said, your 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 present day logic is kicking it. You know, like if if we're if both guys are coming out of college right now, the experts will tell you that Jameis Winston is the better quarterback. So I mean that's that I mean neither one of them in my opinion you go wrong with. See that but I'm just saying based on how the scouting reports would look and how things would be based, Jameis would win. You're not taking Winston, he had turnover issues uh at Florida State. Watson went to back to back championships and won one. Deshaun Watson went back, went back to back in national championships and still wasn't picked in the top 10. Come on, man. Like, seriously. Like, let's let's, let's just be real about this. Like, if 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 his if his playoff performances, college football playoff performances, if his career at Clemson, back-to-back national championships, you know what I'm saying? Late game heroics against a, a really good Alabama team. If that didn't get him picked in the top 10, then you're meaning to tell me that they're going to pick him over Jameis Winston, who went first overall. Like, come on, man. Like, man, let, let's go back to that draft. Let's, let's go back to the Deshaun Watson draft. I'm, put, I'm putting it up right now. Now, let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's, let's take a look at this. Let's, let's, let's take a look <laughs> at, at the NFL draft. All right. Mitchell Trubisky went before him. Patrick Mahomes, understandably so, went before him. So Mitchell Trubisky, they felt Mitchell Trubisky was a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson was, who went 12th overall. And then you also had guys like, you know, let me see. I don't think I see another quarterback up in this thing. To like the, let me see, nope. Deshaun Kaiser. Next quarterback picked off the board. So this dude went 12th overall, back-to-back national championship, late-game heroics, and yet they still felt like he was worthy of a 12th pick. I think Jameis had better personality to maintain a good relationship with the team. Having a good bond with your team is important. Cody, thank you very much for 499. I don't know if Deshaun had a good relationship or not. I'm pretty sure he did. Guys loved him. I love the uh Deshaun Watson. We actually passed up on Watson to get Marshawn Lattimore. It's a good point. But you know, at that time, to be to be fair to the Saints, they wanted Patrick Mahomes. And <laughs> we see why. You know, like we see why. But Patrick Mahomes was unheralded, in my opinion. Like he just came out of nowhere. Like you just started hearing people, man, was Patrick Mahomes. Hey, come on, man. This Texas Tech we talking about here. They throw the ball about a million times a game. You know, like they 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 don't even run a football. Like they, they, I mean, come on. So he came out of nowhere. So that's what the Saints wanted, you know. But the Chiefs end up stepping up and getting them, and the rest is history. Man, you really sleeping on Watson? No, I'm not. I'm not sleeping on Watson. What I'm telling you is based on at that time, based on the draft positioning. Both guys, what they did in college. I'm telling you that people would pick Jameis Winston over Deshaun Watson. The history has shown that. Dude was a 12 overall pick. 
Mitchell freaking Trubisky went before him. How can you explain that? How can you justify that to say that, oh, people will want to show what? Yeah, today? You know what I'm saying? Based on how their careers have, have panned out so far? Yeah. But if we're talking about it from college, they're going to pick Jameis. That's just what it is. <laughs> but no, I'm look, Deshaun White, no, bro. Like, don't get it twisted. If the Saints were to make this deal, I mean, it would be one heck of a deal. You know what I'm saying? And I would be, I wouldn't embrace it. So I'm not, I'm not knocking him. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if we had a DeLorean and we went back, and let's just say, for example, both of them came out in 2017, Jameis Winston would go before Deshaun Watson. Like, he would even have went before Patrick Mahomes. So that's the way I look at it, you know? Based on your assessment on the picks, we would have to give up, do you think, the Broncos overpaid for Russ? Um, <laughs> Man, you're asking the wrong person. I, I feel like you're giving up more than one first-round draft pick is too much giving up any first round draft pick because I'm a man, I'm a team builder. If I ever play Madden, you know what I play? I play as team builder. What type of coach I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be a team builder. I like to build teams. I don't like to I don't like to wheel a deal. You know what I'm saying? Like I I, I feel like if I was a general manager, I would want to get a coach that's a team builder. I would want to build the team. Where I can get young players, getting the right guys in develop them and let them be where I need to be because I feel like that is how you have continual success. See, the thing about it is this is a copycat league. The reason why we having these, these, these uh, conversations, if you want to be real, the reason why we having these conversations is because of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady went to a snake bitten franchise in Tampa. And in his first year, he won a Super Bowl, Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the New England Patriots allowed him to go. He ended up signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in one year, he brought them to the promised land. So now teams are like, man, I need some of that. So now they're willing to go out here to get themselves an established quarterback because of what Tom Brady did. So they feel like, oh, if we get the right quarterback in there, and not to mention, we just saw it again in Matthew Stafford. So you start Matthew Stafford, you trade for him, he goes to Los Angeles, they win a Super Bowl in his first year. So now you have Tom Brady, one year, one year, you know what I'm saying, in a new system, go to Super Bowl. Then you got Matthew Stafford in one year in a new winning system. So what you think the other teams are going to do? This is the reason why we're having this conversation right now. This is the reason why it's so tough to re-sign a Jameis Winston because now you have seen what other teams have done. It's a copycat league. This is the reason why we're having these conversations right now is because of Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. Now teams feel like, man, if I get myself a young quarterback right now, it's going to probably take some time for him to develop. You know, it's going to take some time for him to learn the playbook, the speed of the game. We got to wait on all that. Well, let's just go ahead and get a quarterback in here that's established as a winner, that is proven that he has the talent, and we put some talent around him. We can be a Super Bowl contender. That's the reason why we're having these conversations with Deshaun Watson. That is why it's so tough for a guy like Jameis Winston to come back because, you know, the 
the Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford thing made it feel so appealing. TJ Michael Thomas did Deshaun Watson have the same agent. This is going to make our offense off the change with excitement. Uh, I man, I I cross that bridge when we get there. I, I'm not gonna get my hopes up. I don't know how this thing's gonna pan out, but yes, you know they it would be pretty fun to watch those two guys play with each other. People also forget in Winston's 30 interception year, he has a bum shoulder, torn meniscus and a broken thumb on his throwing hand, also lost Evans and Godwin the last couple of games. Um, look, I'm I'm not even evaluating Jameis Winston based on what he did out there in Tampa. My overall evaluation is what he did in the Saints uniform. And, and what I've seen is good enough for him to continue to have a starting job with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, I, look, all that 30 interception stuff, man, like that's that's old news to me. Honestly, that's like three years ago. Why are we still talking about what this dude did three years ago? Jameis could have started as a true freshman at FSU, but that would have meant benching E.J. Manuel, <laughs> who was a senior, so he was red-shirted. And E.J. Manuel, right, went to uh, Buffalo, didn't pan out. Building teams through free agency get you a Super Bowl. Look at the last few Super Bowl champs besides the Chiefs. See, that's what I'm saying. Like now, that is that is the wave. That like that there there's different ways you can carve a turkey, right? Just because the last couple of years has shown us that you can do that, don't mean that that is the 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 way to do it. You know, I feel like teams can you can build teams. And you can go to the championship. We we seen that proven. Uh, we seen you know guys go out there sign a couple of free agents, and along with the team that they actually built and win championships, right? So I don't feel like there's the right or wrong way to do it. I just think that that is the wave now. We seen it. We feel like it's attainable. We feel like okay, we seen this the last couple of days. So that is well last couple of years. So now it's like, yeah, that's the way to do it. I don't feel like there's a right or wrong way to do it, folks. You know, you 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 strike while the iron is hot. You know what I'm saying? You get hot at the right time. I don't care if you have a starting quarterback who, you know what I'm saying, won seven Super Bowls. You got a quarterback with a bunch of promise. If you got the right team, you get hot at the right time, you can still win a championship. I enjoy building a team on the game myself. Yeah. It's funny how for 20 years Brady showed you can build teams and win six rings. He leads uh, one year wins, and now everybody throws uh, that out the window and tries to build through free agency. Jason, it's the same way. Like I said, man, it, it's it's no right or wrong way about this. It's no right or wrong way about this. Um, I don't think that just because it happened the last two years, you know, it, it's, it's a wave. Oh, okay, so I guess uh, Super Bowls in your home stadium is a wave now, right? The last two Super Bowl winners just so happen to be playing in their home stadium. So I guess that's the wave too, right? You know? I mean, there's a such thing as outliers and anomalies, you know? Just because uh, I guess we should sign the Denver Broncos as the Super Bowl contenders for Denver, right? They they went out here and they they made they they paid this bread for for Russ. So I guess we should go ahead and put them on a marquee, right? And 
I guess when Tom Brady decides to come back, I guess we should put them on there too, right? I guess because, you know, based on what history is showing us, you know, if you sign, you know, a free agent, if you sign a guy, I guess that's, you know, that, that's the way to do it. I guess what, Mitchell Jabisky <laughs> in a better situation in Pittsburgh, I guess you need to put them in the AFC Championship. 164 wonderful people watching 70 likes. Please help TJ get to 100 likes. Much appreciated. Yeah, man, I would appreciate that if you do. Hello, TJ. Look how Joe Burrow changed the culture in Cincy. Yeah. Yeah, I see how he changed the culture. But do the Saints really need a culture change? No, you know, they don't need a culture change. I mean, we we know that this team is consistently winning. So I don't think they need a culture change. They needed a culture change in Cincy because there wasn't really too much to cheer about. I don't think it'll hurt us at all. Well, I don't, it may not, but I mean, you have to think to yourself like, man, this might be a lot to give up. I'm going to take a few more. Let's get up out of here. TJ, the New Orleans Saints have never drafted a young quarterback in the first round since Archie Manning. Yeah, it's been, a, it, yeah, it's been that long. They never have. I just think that the Saints just don't like the young quarterback role. I know Sean Payton didn't. I know he ain't like young quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he'd rather go out there and get himself a seasoned veteran. Watch him remind me of Joe Burrow with that winning mentality. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't think anybody's like Joe Burrow. Like his uh, his ability to, like, have that, that mental amnesia when he makes mistakes or if a guy hits him, like, he just – it just makes him turn his game up a little bit, you know, higher, man. He's he's a he's a once in a lifetime type guy when it comes to like mental toughness. That that guy is one tough son of a gun, man. And TJ uh, Jones, do you know in a 1962, the beginning of football, the Oakland Raiders did hang out with the mafia back then? Uh, no, I didn't know that, man. I appreciate you telling me though. You know, I did not know that. I know they had mob mentality in the 70s, man. <laughs> oh, man. They, they had mob mentality, man. It was, they, they was known for being pretty dirty. Uh, Saints need to get rid of Michael Thomas ASAP. He is going to cause problems and complain about money. Man, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here, man? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, is Sean Payton really a quarterback whisperer? Uh, I have to say he is. I have to say he is, man. I mean, we see uh Drew Brees, Hall of Famer. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the Drew Brees he was in San Diego, he was in New Orleans, right? With Marty Scheinheim. Got Drew Brees, uh, got him a, a gold jacket. Um, you know, well, you know, soon to be gold jacket. Then you had like you know, Teddy Bridgewater came in, got him paid sixty million dollars, you know, brought Jameis Winston in. Had people yelling and screaming about Taysom Hill possibly being a starting quarterback. So for him to even be considered being a starting quarterback, I'm talking Taysom, he had to play pretty decent for people to even think that, right? So I have to say, yes, he is a quarterback whisperer. And now we see with Jameis Winston, like now people, to some people that didn't want Jameis before want him now. So I have to say, yes, he is a quarterback whisperer. I wonder what Sean Payton contract on the low key be traded away for extra uh, first, second round picks in next two years. 
Who knows? Might. And uh, finally, in the game of the week goes to Depth Loop on my PS5. That's the game of the week so far. Ramsey, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for uh, telling us about your game of the week. But who that nation, my final thoughts is uh, very simple. We shouldn't allow uh, this Deshaun Watson news to divide us as a fan base. We're all one uh, fan base, and, and we're all fans of this team that is the New Orleans Saints. And I understand that people have different opinions about uh, this, but that's what makes us special as people. You know, it, it's not my opinion is stronger than yours. It's not – Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm more self-conscious than you are. Oh, I, I I value life more than you do. Shouldn't be about that, man. It just makes us different. And I just think the biggest issue that we need to work on is help is trying to understand one another, not labeling each other, not telling each other what we are, but to really have each other fully understand our point of view. And most importantly, have an open mind. See, that, that's one of the biggest issues that we have. When we have debates and when we want people to see our point of view, we don't listen to them or we pseudo listen. We take certain parts out of the statements that they're making to make our statement credible, but we're not really listening to each other. So I just ask everybody on this day, man, if you go to social media and you're going on Twitter to really try to understand the, the opposing person's point of view and help them to understand your point of view without there being arguments or someone labeling one another. Because to me, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're possibly causing yourself a really good relationship with a person that you don't even know. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for your time. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. The State of the Saints Podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints, save 20% off of your purchase, and we're also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?